The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Business is changing, and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show that brings you the innovators and trendsetters, taking us to a new age of marketing, media, and social business strategy. Welcome to Market Edge with Glenn Engler. Get ready to hear perspectives on social media and digital marketing that will help you gain insight into the unique opportunities and challenges facing marketers and thought leaders today. Now, now please welcome your host, a Fortune 500 industry figure in the marketing and communications world for more than 25 years and chief executive officer of Digital Influence Group, the host of Market Edge, Glenn Engler. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Glenn Engler, CEO of Digital Influence Group, a full-service digital marketing agency that helps companies unlock the social potential of their brands and amplify its impact to drive business results. Today, I'll be talking about social commerce and customer sentiment analysis with Aaron Nelson, Chief Marketing Officer at Bizarre Voice, a company that provides social commerce solutions and powers online reviews for leading brands like Best Buy, Dell, P&G, and Costco. Erin brought more than 20 years of customer-centric marketing experience to Bizarre Voice, where she now has overall responsibility for the company's corporate and product marketing, brand strategy, communications, analyst relations, client marketing, and business development. Before joining Bizarre Voice, Erin served in leadership positions within marketing and sales across all of Dell's business units, including as CMO. She launched her marketing career working in brand management with Procter & Gamble and PepsiCo. Last year, the Advertising Federation of America inducted Aaron into the Advertising Hall of Achievement for demonstrating the power of ideas-led branding. Aaron also serves on the Board of Directors at the Association of National Advertisers and the Court-Appointed Special Advocates for Children. Aaron is also a big college football fan. You can follow her on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Aaron Clare. That's C-L-A-I-R-E. It's great to have you on Market Edge, Aaron, and welcome. Hi. Thank you, Glenn. So, first off, which college football uh, fan are you? Which college are you a football fan of, or just oh, in general? So I'm a I'm a Longhorn um, throughout my whole entire life. It's been a little bit painful to actually watch them this season. <laughs> and we have a saying actually in my family that we root for anybody that plays against the Alabama Crimson Tide. There so, we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big pro Texas fan and anti Alabama fan. <laughs> okay, so now we we've laid down the gauntlet right here. So. Um, can you just give a quick background of Bizarre Voice for those who may not be familiar with it who are listening? You bet. Bizarre Voice is a company that's been around for six years, and it's a company that's dedicated to figuring out how to allow our clients to put their customers at the heart of their business. And the way we do that is we create conversations. We amplify them across all the places that it matters. We bring the insights back to those businesses so they can figure out how to drive meaningful transformation. The products that you'd be most familiar with that Bizarre Voice um, offers, we started with ratings and reviews. And this whole entire conversation product line kind of grew out of it. 
And we, we tell stories about kind of why did we create what we created. And we really utilized our early years were meant to kind of follow and demonstrate the way that we really converse in real life. And the idea was how do we create software and software platforms to allow brands to have those conversations with people. So it started with ratings and reviews. It moved on to a product that's called Stories that allows people to really talk about why they love brands and what brands means to them. Um, we moved into Ask and Answer, which allows people to ask questions and dialogue back and forth. And in our conversation platform, we've now moved all of those capabilities both on-site into Facebook and onto mobile. So really anywhere that the customer is having the conversation, we enable that to happen with the brand. We're really excited about actually the next horizon, which we think this offers the opportunity around, which is analytics. You know, the thing that's amazing to us about social is we as marketers forever have tried to really understand what our customers want. And social gives us this unbelievable opportunity to really know because they're telling us every single day. So the next wave for us is all around analytics and intelligence. How do you take this very structured social data and power it with transactional data and with CRM data to really help marketers put the customers at the heart of their business and make great decisions in service of them? So a bunch of questions that speed up in my, in my brain, but before we talk more about that, you had a long excellent, powerful career at Dell. And I'm curious what attracted you to Bizarre Voice? You know, interestingly enough, Dell was actually one of Bizarre Voice's first clients. And so mm. I was very, very close to Bizarre Voice since 2006 when Dell began working with them. And I was always inspired by what Bizarre Voice enabled Dell to do because it really helped Dell transform the way that Dell thought about their business and that Dell made decisions. And as I became kind of more and more focused on social, the last couple of years of my career at Dell, I actually ran our social media um, practice across the globe. I just thought, gosh, this is such an exciting space that I think is changing the way that marketers are going to market forever. And it reminded me a lot of how in the late 90s, that's really what e-commerce enabled for all of us. It enabled us to think totally differently about how we were going to interact with clients. So I just saw this as a powerful wave of opportunity. Um, I loved the Bizarre Voice mission, which is to change the world one authentic conversation at a time. I thought that was bold and purposeful and really thoughtful about what they wanted to do. Um, I was inspired because after six years, they were already really amazing market leaders. When you look at the roster of clients that Bizarre Voice has the privilege to serve, it's ridiculous. It's clients like P&G and Walmart and Dell and the world's best brands. And so I just thought, you know, it's a purpose I believe in. It's a market that's exploding with growth and opportunity. It's a strong business with an amazing clientele. And I thought I could really make a difference by joining and helping us elevate to go capture the incredible opportunity that's out there. Immensely compelling. I love the mission statement, by, by the way, of changing the world one um, uh, authentic conversation at a time. That's fantastic. So you talked about uh, ratings and reviews and stories, ask and answer, moving to analytics intelligence. Can you bring that to life with a, a client example that's shareable, um, a recent success story, or um, you know, something that's, that you're really excited about? You bet. You know, we've got, we've got loads, and it's hard to actually pick my favorite, but there are a couple <laughs> that bring to mind. Um, Urban Outfitters is really a neat brand because it's a brand that 
is defined by the voice of their customers. If you actually look at Urban Outfitters, you know, they'll tell you, like, we don't even have a brand style guide because it's whatever kind of the, the local market wants to make of it. So they're a brand that's been built on customer collaboration and engagement. Um, what I love about what Urban Outfitters is learning is even a product that's doing well can do better. So we recently had an example where sales of this product, it was a, it was a retro audio cabinet. Um, it was one of the company's best sellers. It was doing great. Sales were really, really strong. Reviews were super positive. You would have looked and probably not double-clicked. You would have said everything's fine. But they were reading through and understanding the emotion that the consumers were sharing. And what they found was there were opportunities to make it even better. Um, some customers were actually saying, you know, the cabinet dimensions, it didn't really fit the equipment that I had. And even though it was a super seller and people liked it and they figured out a way to work around it, um, what Urban Outfitters did in the very immediate stage was they changed their product description. Seems simple but easy. And they shared the interior cabinet dimensions. But even more important, the very next product rev they fixed to make it fit what people wanted it to fit. So part of it was just they were communicating more clearly, but the other part was they used customers to figure out how to create a better product. Um, and that's what we see a lot in terms of this co-innovation that can occur. If you help customers create the product for you, chances are you're going to sell more of them. And that's exactly what they've seen. What's fascinating on both those examples is the what started out as a marketing or customer response mechanism ends up being, use the word transformational, really transformative of the organization. The fact that the Dell engineers are compensated on meeting customer expectations is really the epitome of uh, an entire organizational shift, which must be so fascinating to watch. It is fascinating, and that's actually why, you know, when we think about what we do and our kind of um, goal with all of our clients, it really is to help them put their customers at the heart of their organization and give them the tools and the platforms for engaging, give them the mechanisms of getting that voice far and wide, both internally and externally, and having the ability to learn from and really drive powerful change out of it. And so we look at clients as... Um, these amazing opportunities for transformation and work with clients, again, to figure out what do you do with all this? Just having the conversation is okay right. and user-generated content is great and it powers your business, but what more is there? And how do we think about driving you through that kind of maturity cycle of really leveraging this to drive things that you never knew possible in your org? A lot of the, the companies and brands that you mentioned, which is a phenomenal client list that most places would be ridiculously jealous and drooling over, is um, uh, a lot of really big, sophisticated marketers, a lot of retailers, a lot of direct um, B2B, B2C. How have you seen some uh, companies in regulated industries uh, experiment, embrace with the idea of online reviews and some of your other solutions? You know, one of the areas that that's obviously a big requirement for is financial services. And what they've got to make sure that they're doing is measuring or managing and moderating the content and mm -hmm. complying with all sorts of federal regulations around what they can communicate. So even in those couple of industries that are highly regulated, um, you can still unleash amazing conversations and passion and insight that can right. be incredibly valuable. Good, really good stuff. Oh, several other questions, but right now we're going to take a very short commercial break. Please stand by and we'll be right back with Aaron Nelson and more of the conversation. Market Edge will return in just a moment. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. 
You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. We're back with more Market Edge, bringing you the best and brightest voices in digital marketing, only on WebmasterRadio.fm Once again, here's Glenn Engler. Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Glenn Engler, and I'm here today with Aaron Nelson, Chief Marketing Officer at BizarreVoice.com, talking about social commerce and customer sentiment analysis. All right, so you were just talking about regulated industries, stories, reviews, and um, a few months ago, you wrote an article for AdAge that was titled, fantastically provocative title, called Why Terrible Online Reviews Are Actually Good for You. Speak more about it. I love the premise. Yeah, you know, so one of the things that we know is that customers really don't trust brands all that much, and customers trust 
other customers a lot. And one of the things that we've found, even in the presence of negative reviews, is that actually builds a ton of credibility because the fact that a brand's not hiding behind what's wrong, the fact that customers are sharing their opinions about it, people typically scan and look at feedback and reviews. And frankly, if everything is raving five stars, mm. they're suspicious about it. Um, we have got an incredible commitment around authenticity. We don't edit reviews. We don't block reviews. We don't allow brands to only put the good ones that are up there up. And we feel like that's imperative because the fact is you need to have credibility. You need to show that this is actually authentic customer experience and customer feedback. And quite frankly, we all know that it's not always glowing and great. Um, so what we've actually found is not only does it improve credibility, it helps people actually be able to look and say, okay, this is all what's really good. There are a couple points around what's negative. People go and they assess and they still make their consideration based on what tends to be happening more often than not. Frankly, if we find products that have got lots and lots of negative reviews, what we typically see is, well, the product itself is a challenge, and that mm. brand needs to go and embrace those reviews and figure out how to make a better product. Right. We've actually found, oddly enough, that even the presence of negative reviews still drives positive sales conversion. So it doesn't matter if the average rating is a 4.8 or if the average rating is a 3.1. We still see amazing lifts in conversion. And we've actually wondered why is that so. There's a lot that we anticipate understanding, and we're, we're doing a lot of analysis around it, but sometimes you want to even just have your expectations managed, which is, you know, I ordered this. It broke after nine months, but it kind of serves the purpose that I need, and it was worth $20. Well, that's actually a negative review, but if you're looking and saying, look, I really just need a snow cone maker to get mm. through the summertime. I'm okay if it breaks in nine months. Even in the presence of that negative review, I'm fine buying it. You've set my expectations appropriately around the value that I'm going to get here. So what we find is just that credibility and authenticity just matters a ton, and consumers aren't going to make decisions based on a single or a couple of reviews only. And more often than not, what it does, it helps increase their confidence in the level of feedback and content they're seeing. And have you found with some of these client examples or other ones, the, um, certainly here the uh, customer satisfaction and helping with marketing and helping with the organization, from a standpoint of um, brand impact for these businesses? Are they finding that by um, highlighting the reviews, by facilitating this dialogue, their brand value, their brand strength is increasing? You bet. You know, in fact, it's one of the areas that we think is sort of the big untapped opportunity. We, we know that when clients engage with brands, their engagement goes up. We know that when clients engage with brands and have a conversation and provide feedback that they feel like it's being listened to, they're advocating more on their behalf. Um, we know that it helps amplify what a brand is trying to say and helps to drive kind of that content amplification and goodwill about a brand. And so what we actually have seen is quite a few examples where you can look and say a brand had issues around trust or it had issues around quality or it had issues around transparency or it had issues around value. Well, a brand can go and say, I'm a really good value brand all they want. 
What we've seen, though, is there are lots of examples where when clients, when customers actually say the brand is of good value, then that raises that brand attribute, strengthens the brand, and people actually believe it. Mm. So that's why we think there's this complement of different tools that people should use around the customer conversation. And we think right. it's as important to go and provoke the conversation as it is to listen to the conversation. Um, because quite frankly, what happens a lot when you're just listening, it tends to be bipolar extremes. It's either people that are really, really agitated about your brand and they're going to take to Twitter, which is where they usually go, or it's people that are euphoric about their brand and they're probably blogging about it or, or talking a whole lot about how the brands change their lives. What we need to do is get more people talking about the brands in more opportunities. That's where the real value is when you're not getting like just the wild poles of it. And that's where we really see the ability to unlock things around the brand attributes. If you were a brand that was thinking you want to make people recognize the value, then a campaign around stories around talk about how this really has changed your life. Talk about how right. this has really driven impact for you. You're going to elicit content and you're going to elicit engagement that otherwise isn't out in the marketplace. And people aren't going to believe it if you say it. And so that is completely going to drive the um, efforts around you and your brand and your brand attributes. Now, what I want to find, actually, is that very tight correlation, which is the presence of content, the presence of conversation, actually can drive things like interbrand value rankings. Right. And you can look and say, how can I completely quantify? That, to us, is what we're, what we're working on and really investing energy in right now, is drawing that very, very clear connection. Because then I think it really becomes such a relevant requirement for so many CMOs across the globe. Absolutely. Um, it's not just about driving sales. The other area where we think this has huge benefit is around media effectiveness and media impact. Um, you know, what we know around user-generated content, it certainly helps amplify the message. It drives improvement in things like search. Um, it helps actually when you've got a real surround sound campaign, when you've got things that you're doing on TV and print, but it's amplified by the conversations that you're having in digital. Um, it's connected to what you're doing when you're in-store, and the voice of the customer is helping power a ton of that. We just know that that drives media effectiveness and media impact. And so we're right now also working on all the different analytics behind really demonstrating how true that can be. Mm. Um, I certainly knew when I was at Dell, while social media was a pretty inexpensive piece of our P&L, I know that having the conversation going on, especially in growth markets, its brand wasn't as well-known, was mm -hmm. unbelievably successful. In fact, Dell is another example of a place was entering, um, entering a market where Dell had been operating for a very, very long time, but it never had the meaningful success that we really wanted, and that market was Germany. And what we decided was we want to actually rethink the way that we go to market in Germany, and we want to create this entire surround sound of broadcast, print, social, making sure that customer conversations were powering all of it. And let's go in in a concerted way and do that um, all together. And let's see the value that that creates for our brand in terms of awareness, consideration, preference, and purchase. And so Dell launched a study in Germany. It went for a period of 90 days, and the results knocked our socks off. Because the idea of having all this work in harmony, um, everything worked better when social was a part of it. And I think we're going to find that to be increasingly true. Everything is going to work better when your customer is kind of at the heart of what the conversation is about your brand. I completely agree about that, and it's hard not to believe that not only does that get into the CMO world, but it gets much more uh, permeating all the way through the C-suite when you start talking about organizational implications, the sales, and the whole brand impact as well. 
so interesting. So question for you guys. You've been talking a lot about clients. Um, talk a little bit, if you will, just briefly about building the Bizarre Voice brand over the years and how you've done that. Oh, yeah, because it's actually really timely and very, very fun for us. Um, Bizarre Voice, as you know, has been around for six years and has been a company that has been really strongly recognized for being the experts and the market leaders. One of the things that we thought was really, really important to do as we start moving into this market space that's really analytics, intelligence, transformation-led, um, we thought to ourselves, you know, it's really time to do a health check on our brand and determine if we've got the appropriate and broad enough brand strategy to take us for the next 20 years. So we actually embarked on a journey just over this last year and began like, you know, any good marketing strategy does, which is going out and talking to our clients. We surveyed hundreds of people, hundreds of CMOs and executives and decision makers across the globe, both clients and prospects, and we asked them all the core questions around de development of a brand. You know, functionally, what do you need? Emotionally, what do you need? Who are you thinking about in the competitive set? What are the pain points you're really trying to resolve? What are the companies that you love working with? And out of that, we got some fantastic information that's really guided what has been a fairly significant relaunch of our brand. The components of our brand that we think have learned, we've learned are really important is this idea that, you know, social is good, but social is a means to an end. Social is what gets you to customer centricity. And social data and social data really kind of powering through the organization is the way that you drive that change. What CMOs said they were looking for is, I need a partner that's been there and done that with scale. I need somebody that sees far ahead of what I can see and the breadth of their business and the ability for them to innovate. They're bringing me to places I didn't even know possible. And we looked at that and we said, that's terrific because that's what we actually know how to do. Let's, right, let's have right. a conversation be around that. So we actually unrolled this, this whole brand proposition around this idea of being declarative and being provocative and bold around being very, very worldwide because one of the things that's amazing about Bizarre Voice is we operate on every corner of the planet. Right. Um, about being innately human, because I think what's really important that we make sure is always at the forefront is we fundamentally do believe that the world's most powerful software is the human mind. And our tools and our capabilities and our platform, what that enables us to do is connect one human to another human. So there's a really important piece of our brand, which is about that humanity element. And this is not about technology, and it's not really about conversations. It's about the humans behind it. Mm. Um, and then the last piece that's really important is around precision. This whole world of social data and the structure about it and what you can go do with it is unbelievable, and I think it's going to unlock incredible value for the markets at large. And so what we did was we took those brand personality elements, we took this idea of what we thought we could really go be for the marketplace, and we unlaunched a, a new brand strategy in October of this year. Um, we went through the entire kind of design identity process and are in the midst now of really seeing that impact the marketplace. And it's been phenomenal. And like what I've seen when I was at Dell, sometimes the most important thing is actually putting a brand strategy out that your own employees look at and figure out how do they need to stretch every day right. to go deliver it. And I think it's been incredibly compelling to unlock for people this idea of being declarative and provocative and really being the guides and being the innovators. Um, I can see the excitement that that's unleashing in our organization, and it's really, really fun to watch. And I think it's well, going to have a great impact on the market. 
It's great, and you can clearly hear it in your voice, um, which, is, which is quite energizing. All right, so we're almost out of time, back against the wall. One of the things I love to do at the end is just do a really quick speed round where I'll throw out like a category or something, and you just give me high-level, really quick reaction. So a simple one will start. Um, ready? Ready. Okay. All right. Facebook timeline launch. You a fan or not? I'm a fan. I think it's actually brilliant to be able to have people go back and retroactively provide data that helps marketers do a better job. Great. Uh, daily deals, sustainable or not? Not at all. And I think we're going to see that market actually puncture pretty soon. <laughs> quick, quick reason why? I just don't think it's sustainable for any brand. And I think what the, what the analytics show are that people are trying new things, which is great. But yep. I think when you're acquiring people on kind of a false or an imputed sense of value, that's not what you deliver every day. I don't know that you're ever going to acquire the right people and drive the right kind of brand advocates. Yep. I just don't think you can. Okay, last one real quick. QR codes. Um, under-leveraged and I think a little bit uninteresting when not used right. So ah, I think brilliant. QR codes, when they just take people to the same website that you could have gone and like plugged in yourself, I don't think that's very interesting. I think QR codes need to be a part of a very integrated social experience, which means they actually need to have def def different and dedicated content as mm. part of an overall experience. And I think if that's done well, it can be a really interesting way to engage and get people deeper into your brand. I think the way that most brands do it today, it's kind of a waste of time. Ah, all right, really good stuff. Well, thank you, Aaron, for being my guest today. Thanks to everyone in the audience for listening to today's conversation. If you have any questions or would like to talk further about the topic of today's show, feel free to connect with me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Glenn Angler or on my blog, www.glennangler.com. And please visit www.webmasterradio.fm at 12 noon Eastern Time on Tuesdays to tune into episodes of Market Edge. Thank you all. Thank you, Aaron. Take care.